on that bitch. Been that bitch, still that bitch. Will forever be that bitch. Forever be that bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the hood, Mona Lisa, break a nigga into pieces Had to ex some cheesy niggas out my circle like a pizza I'm way too exclusive, I don't shop on Insta boutiques All them little ass clothes only fit fake booties Bad bitch, still talking cash shit show, like antibody show for May 16th How's it going, everybody? Uh, how's your weekend going? I'm just uh, staying home, shelter in place, order, huh? Have you lost your mind yet? Because I think I have, uh... You know, I, I went out, I just quickly catch up on it. Happy belated Cinco de Mayo, by the way, and happy early Mother's Day, and uh, happy belated May Day, I think. I am missing out a lot of holidays, and it doesn't feel like, you know, we're already into the <laughs> new month and the new season, you know. But then again, I was outside a couple of days ago without mask and saw people that I knew and interacted in person six feet away for the first time in seven weeks, which is weird because <laughs> i was just like um i feel weird after i'll be honest but it did happen and then I, I i relapsed like everybody else i went outside i spent some time you know i don't have a mask i didn't make one i'll be honest because i'm not a fucking nike factory or some shit i'm an engineering major god damn it i don't have a three-pointer at home too but anyway so i want to I, I don't want to digress there i can always catch up on the whole how is your corona situation man and then, uh, you know what? I originally wanted to talk about the whole conspiracy theories and all that, but I'm gonna go into a different conspiracy theory today, cause uh, I've been catching up on the TV show The Sex in the City. And before you go, especially the guys out there, it's like, ew, what are you a fag? Um, calm the fuck down. Or men going their own way, you know, all that shit. You're like, shut the fuck up, seriously. Like, it's if it's a good written popular TV show. You gotta give the credit where it's due. Season one and two, it's one of the best written shows. I'll say right now, uh, it's it's so good that the verbal jabbing remind me of the what was that uh, movie I talked about a while back? The Destination Wedding with Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder, and then the Super Bad and Knocked Up. It was that entertaining. Some of the verbal jibber jabber, the girls are just shouting it. I go, ooh, ah, it wasn't just a witty and shit. It was just go, damn, that's cold blooded. <laughs> And some of it, the topic, it's really a coming of age story for adults, people in their 30s and all that. And then, you know, despite some of the 90s, early millennium, you know, of the New York City that you see and then some of the cultural topics there, it still holds up today. It's like just dating, finding a partner, and then the same adulting problems. It hasn't changed in 20 years, I'll say. So it, it's, it holds up very well, timely. Men, women, relationship, sexuality, gender, whatever that shit. Society. It, it hasn't really changed. And some people go, yeah, this, has, this show hasn't aged well. Especially when it comes to sexism. Uh, I guess homophobia, transphobia. And then the racism, obviously. With all the whatever the relationships you see on this show and how the minority characters are portrayed, I just go, well, 20 years later, despite some of the minor changes, I just go, what has really changed amongst these four groups of white bitches? <laughs> so I just go, I don't know how it really changed. And like That, that kind of speaks volumes. But anyways, if you don't know the premise of this show, it's four women in their mid-30s and on. Uh, Carrie Bradshaw, Samantha Jones, Charlotte York, my girl, and then um, Miranda Hobbs, who are the four f- 
for some of the girls who somehow are chugging along all single in the new york city trying to find the mr right and all that stuff and go forward and i'm just gonna drop them my new conspiracy theory right now so it the first part is not the conspiracy carrie bradshaw who's played by jessica sarah jessica parker is a main antagonist of this show from start to finish and i think she's such a she is villain to a degree so bad that i think she is actually imaginary like tyler durden the narrator, because Carrie Bradshaw is a narrator and the main character on this show. Her Carrie Bradshaw is plastered everywhere. Get carried away, you know that shit. And then that whole somehow these four women just hanging out, drinking mimosa, and all that mimosa, <laughs> mimosa. Yeah, mimosa. That's correct. I was thinking samosas for some fucking reason. Is the perfect example of ew women, but really. Really, if you watch the dialogue and then the progression of the storyline, the real villain is the main character, who I think is such a god-awful human being that I don't think is real amongst the group of four. So let me get to that in a little bit. Why is she so fucking awful? So you got the group of four friends. You know, all your usual friends, group of friends are all different, right? Guys or girls are all together in a social environment. So I'm going to get to Carrie in a little bit. So Samantha Jones first. Even Donald Trump, the president of this country, said, I love Samantha. She's my girl. She's a confident, promiscuous, slutty one that sleeps with everybody and tries anything she wants. She's, looking back, is a true progressive liberal, experimenting in different sexuality, different, you know, sex, different gender even, and then hanging out with different, you know, trans, tranny hookers. It's hilarious, but I just go, she's very opening and accepting, and she accepts who she is as she is with such confidence, which is why women look up to her, but truly missed a part where, you know, she really hangs out with everybody. So she's one character, she's that. She's a progressive friend. Progressive, like, confident friend. Charlotte York, my girl, is the idealistic like conservative family values, perfect husband, you know, that character. But really, 2020, although like you, she, you see her as a conservative, idealistic character, she's really a suburban Democrat mom. <laughs> you know, she says stuff like, oh, you can't say black. You got to say African-American, you know, correcting everybody. She, she has such kindness and naivete that like you can't hate her like how could you hate that she she literally is the is a puppy of the group she's the idealistic kind friend and then there's miranda hobbs who's the who's a straight shooter no nonsense pragmatic lawyer who's fighting through the men's world of the partnership and then the firms and all that you know yet she has that kindness and then the doubt and all that that she has that's that's really attached to our heart, in my opinion. And then the guy is like, what are you, fake, talking about feelings? So shut the fuck up. But anyways, she's a kind pragmatist. And that's, that's the third friend that's in this social group outside of Carrie. Now, getting to Carrie Bradshaw. She is the most awful character that I've seen in any of the TV shows. Tony Soprano, Walter White. Uh, Jack Bauer, whoever, go on and on. She is fucking awful. And then some women are like, how can you say that? Carrie grew up so much. 
Did she? Did she really grow up? She has a terrible spending habit to begin with, from start to finish. She buys unnecessarily godly amount of shoes. She's. It got to a point where, after she broke up, after season four, was it? You know, with Aiden, the one good boyfriend she had, like, cause Aiden's like, no, I'm not gonna give you the fucking apartment, and you gotta buy it back from me. And then she has so much money trouble. She guilt tripped Charlotte for to almost lend her, lend carry the fucking money. How bad of a friend is that to begin with? Terrible spender, terrible habits. I'm gonna give her smoking the past, which is what many women like. That's a disgusting habit. I just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. '90s women, like in in New York City. I just go, and then she's she's having a lot of stress. Let it go. She doesn't exercise. She doesn't whatever. She she doesn't go outdoors. Blah blah blah. She doesn't take care of herself, uh, physically. Uh, number three, she's so fucking self centered. To the next degree. Yes, she's a main character. Yes, Sarah Jessica Parker is an executive producer of this show. But I just go, there's a moment in season four where Miranda invited over Carrie and then Carrie brought over bagels. Like, hey, Carrie, like, uh, hey, Miranda, I have bagels for you. Oh, by the way, let me talk about my problems with my persistent male counterpart, Mr. Big. And then Miranda just flipped the fuck out on her. I was like, you fucking bitch. The bagels are fucking decoy. And you just brought it so you can talk about your problem to me. And then Miranda at the time had a sprained neck with her neck brace on. So, yeah, imagine that. She was so self-centered. She's immature. Anyone can be immature. But when you reach a point in like 35 and 38 and then still asking the same rhetorical question over and over. Like, you know those questions you see in every episode of Sex and the City? It's like, is like the one that Carrie, she's since the columnist in a newspaper. And then she types all these questions away. Like, is timing everything? Do Is there really a caste system in a relationship? Are we all sluts? I just go, it, when you, like, watch this thing, and then, like, before, and go, uh-huh, and then, like, young women, young men watching the show, you're like, yeah, those are legitimate questions. But after a while, you just go, no, these are rhetorical questions you very know the answers to, yet... You have the goal to ask the fucking question and not follow through. How dumb are you or how stubborn are you? She's so self-centered and stubborn to her detriment. And another point, she doesn't follow her friend's advice at all. She does not. Like Like, Samantha offers her progressive liberal view. Charlotte gives a conservative kind view, the idealistic view, and Miranda gives a no-nonsense pragmatic view, yet Carrie just nods and just like chugs along, falling into her old bad habit and falling back into her persistent ever-on-off relationship with Mr. Big. And she's a judgmental asshole too, like Samantha experiments with lesbian. It was like, it's being a, like falling in love with a girl and making out with a girl. And then, Carrie, what did she say? There's no bisexuality, girl. It's just like one town away from the gay town. You know? Yeah, it was pretty bad when you see the line like that. I just, that, that whole thought process of homophobia. <laughs> and then, like, how, like, she talks about the, the, the transgender, the prostitutes at Samantha's, like, meatpacking district studio. And, like, just how she talks about them. It's like, you judgmental bitch. And like Charlotte says that too, he's like, how can you be so fucking judgmental? You know, all that shit. And then she's a judgmental, closed-minded bitch. 
she never changed. And then then she treats other people like shit, including her very own social circle, not just the boyfriends. Like Aiden, the one major boyfriend that came up after Mr. Brick in season three and four. Uh, like that guy is the definition of a good guy, and then many women go, you know, Carrie treated him like shit, like how Mr. Big treated Carrie like shit. No, it's not the same. I'm sorry. Like, it's not the equivalent. That's a sense of false equivalency here. Carrie just like, like was like, this is going too well, and then didn't know how to handle herself like a fucking mature adult, like, and then falls back into oh, but Mr. Big is we have history together. And then never let it go. She never let her past go. That's another sign of a fucking immaturity. I can say. You can you can go back and review in retrospective and reminisce and you know to evaluate your life. Not going back and think, oh what if, what if? You know? You could have that, but you don't follow through on fucking what if. She also makes a badass fucking decision. Like badass isn't like fucking awful decision when she broke the she cheated on Aiden with Mr. Big while Mr. Big is married and yeah Mr. Big made a piece of shit move as a guy to cheating on his wife but I just go and then she has the call to go back to the the wife that she ended like Carrie ended the marriage of and then like expect some sort of forgiveness can you forgive and forget it's like, do you ever forget? You know, asking questions like that. It's like, bitch, wake the fuck up. Like, do you forgive? Do you forget? Do you? She clearly doesn't. And then, like, it's it's so sad. Like, people watch this show and then go, the end of a TV series. I'm not talking about the fucking movie. Movies are god-awful. I didn't even watch it. It's like the Transformers-level bad movies, okay? And then I just go, some women are like, it's a fairy tale ending. Mr. Big, in the end. The ever-present male counterpart to Carrie shows up and scoops her out of Paris when she, Carrie, Carrie is just like left all alone. No, it's like it just like Carrie didn't know how to fucking handle herself. It makes a dumbass decision to go to Paris with her boyfriend at the time, the Russian, and then like Mr. Big does the Mr. Big thing, and then her circle of friends said. Got so frustrated with frustrated with Carrie that it got to a point where they turned to Mr. Big and said, Miranda said, go get our girl. No, it wasn't to say, hey, I approve your relationship with two of you. It's just really get the bitch back here. <laughs> so isn't that a perfect ending? No, it just foreshadowed what was to come. It's a vicious cycle that re- repeats itself over and over. And Mr. Big... Like, never grew up either. So they're the same. They're the same personality. They get along because they have, they have the same woody banter. They have good sex. But they're never good for each other. Samantha grew. Like, as she progressed through so many men. And then actually fell, fell in love with some of them. And then the woman. And then, the, and then the, another older dude. And then finally settled on Mr. Smith. Charlotte had an idealistic view of how she wanted to have a family and be a housewife. But she eventually, you know, worked out herself to find the right men to work that vision out somehow with all the problems that she has had. Miranda, as hard-nosed as she got, 
you know, actually found the found the men who she didn't want to hurt, so she broke it off. But then the men, Steve Brady, became persistent, came back over and over, despite the gap of the guy being a bartender, she being a high class lawyer. You know, they're a right fit for each other, and then they stuck it through, and she learned to grow together with Steve on that. You know, despite the persistent problem that comes over and over. Three of them grew, and three of them always offer something to Carrie. What does Carrie offer to any of these friends? She's such a terrible friend. Like, to a point, like, does she bring a coupon of Nordstrom or a fucking Victoria's Secret coupons or something to these girls so she could offer whatever, you know, fashion advice that she has? No. Does she bring, like, all the girls to the good parties? No, Samantha's the PR person with good parties. Charlotte's the one with class bringing classy events and classy friends. Miranda's a pragmatic one saying, okay, let's go, and then fucking bails and pulls people out at the right time. So what does Carrie offer? Nothing. Nothing. She doesn't. It's so bad to a point where I wonder if she's even the real character. That's why I just go, maybe she's Tyler Durden. She's just a narrator. She's the imaginary drama that three other women that I can see being the actual friends through and through, through the difficult times, ups and downs, and I just go, maybe Carrie Bradshaw is completely imaginary. She's the epitome of all the bad things that men think of women, and then all the drama, all the never learning lessons, all that shit, you know? It's, It's so... And like idealistically bad that I just go, maybe she is. The- Carrie Bradshaw is a fight club. <laughs> and so you never talk about it. And three of them just imagine her being there. And then that's how they get through it. Just keep their sanity. So that's my conspiracy theory of it. Otherwise, it's hilarious watching this show. Because like watching arguments and stuff, you know, people talk about 500 Days of Summer. Or some other TV shows and relationships and all that. And I just go, this is an interesting, timeless classic. Watching the discussions. Some witty banters here and there. Season 1 and 2, definitely. I would go back and watch. But progression of the peaks of the arguments between men and women. Women and a woman. Between friends, even. Just I just go, it's, ad- it's adulting before adulting became a cool thing. And then it's a coming of age for people in the 30s. And it surprisingly holds up well, even in the 2020. So I highly recommend it. Don't judge the book by its cover, I'll say. It's a, it's a good life lesson. And then you can, I don't watch every single episode consecutively. I kind of like jump some of them because they're clearly they're fillers. So I just go jump, 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 jump. Just watch the key points. There are a lot of fillers there. So anyways, I'm going to leave it there. That's my conspiracy theory. I have vented enough about Carrie Bradshaw to the women out there. She's not a role model to men. She is the problem with this show. The rest of them are actually cool, okay? So don't judge this show. Don't put Carrie Bradshaw on such a pedestal of good and bad. She is just a bad in general. She is so bad that I cannot imagine like four of them being friends with a girl like this. Ah, you come back to it and stuff and all that. But like she's not a she's such a toxic human being. I can't believe it. Anyways, I'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Thanks thanks for listening to my quarantine banter. Vanter? Banter. I can't even speak right. Uh subscribe on this thing. <laughs>
<laughs> on the Apple Podcast. I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I am I super crazy here? Am I oversimplifying this? Women, come argue with me here. I'm glad Carrie Bradshaw actually got slapped at the end, even though it was accidental, because she needed a fucking slap in the face, because she never actually got it on this show, because she never learned. But you know what? That's the point of the show. That's why it's a fiction, right? Anyways, thanks for listening. And then uh, we'll check back next week with the actual conspiracy theories, which I said I will get to, and then I didn't get to. All right? Bye-bye.